And I start to like sort of come to my senses because I'm just kind of in a travel blur. And I'm squinting. I'm like, is this fucking Jake Paul like standing in <laughs> front of us in line? Welcome back to Under Our Roof. My name is Grace. And I'm Lizzie. And welcome to our podcast about living the gay old life at home. We are coming to you live, not live, but we are recording this the day after Christmas. So if Christmas is a holiday that you celebrate, we hope that you spent it feeling loved and cozy wherever you are. And this is going to be our last podcast episode of 2020. Thank God. (laughs) Oh, man, I am ready to be out of this year, even though I know that there is still an immense amount of work and things that need to happen and things that we will need to face in 2021. I just I'm ready to not sign the date 2020 anymore. (laughs) It's felt like an omen whenever Mm -hmm. I've like written something down, even if it's just a calendar, like a phone call Zoom with the family. And it's like December 18th, 2020. Yeah, I think we're all aware that, you know, things won't magically be fixed, problems won't magically go away on January 1st, but there is something to be said about a blank slate and Mm -hmm. a mental change of scenery, and I think that is what we're all hoping for for the new year. And we are going to do an episode, by the way, about New Year's goals and plans and um, kind of that fresh start that we were talking about, but... This episode is going to be about something different. Something good that came into our lives in 2020 was a little known app called TikTok. Um, <laughs> called TikTok. We downloaded TikTok in quarantine like many millennials did. I know that Gen Z already jumped on the app way ahead of us. They're always so much cooler. But we got on the app in 2020, I think April of... I think my first video that I made and posted was... March 31st or around there. Yeah. So actually pretty soon. Pretty yeah, soon, pretty into, soon quarantine. into quarantine. Two well, weeks in, you're like, we got to do this. Let's talk about that journey because I remember the first time I was sort of aware of TikTok in more than a passing way mm-hmm. was maybe fall of 2019. Okay. And I remember this is so such a random. Do you know what I'm going to say? I don't know what you're going to okay, say. This is such a random like awareness moment. Mm -hmm. But funny enough, the first time I gave pause and thought about whether I would ever get TikTok Mm -hmm. was September of 2019. We were in the Toronto airport on our way home from (gasps) this. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. Okay. So we had gone back when we could travel, we had gone to the South of France for dear friends of ours wedding. We were on our way back. We had a layover in Toronto we were in line for Starbucks, and who is in front of us in line but, but none other than Jake Paul. Jake Paul. <laughs> he's, he's like standing in front of us in line at Starbucks. We'd already missed our flight. Well, yeah, because our f- incoming flight from yeah. France got in too late. So and we had so- a layover. We're tired. We're exhausted. We're standing in line at Starbucks, and we hear someone standing in front of us who's just like, holding court and just being very loud and obnoxious. And I start to like sort of come to my senses because I'm just kind of in a travel blur. And I'm squinting. I'm like, is this 
is this fucking Jake Paul like standing in front of us in line? And it was. And he and like, I think his assistant or something. His entourage. Yeah. But they were talking to like a few like teen girls that had like found them in the airport that were asking for like he, he was talking to his entourage, but there were like fans of his or something that had, I don't like, know it was kind of unclear if these were his travel companions or if they were just fans that had found no I him. I remember who his entourage was because uh-huh. I remember he sat in first class and his assistant did not oh yeah and then I remember uh who kind of like went with him on the plane and there he was talking to like fans uh, in well, Starbucks basically he was saying like, you do not want to get a TikTok account. Like, you will ruin your career if you get TikTok. Like, that app is If you're so... over 26, something like I that. I don't remember him saying an age, but he was basically just, like, the app is so stupid. Like, you should definitely never start that. Like, that would be so dumb. And at the time, I did not have a TikTok account. And I, I wasn't that extreme. Like, I just didn't care that much. I wasn't, like, I'll never get TikTok. Yeah. But I remember being like, okay, Jake Paul seems, like, not that nice of a person. But he might have a point, like, the app might be a little bit um, out of my age range, and not that he was giving me advice, mm-hmm. but I was kind of just like, huh, He okay. was giving all of Starbucks this advice he was very loud, how loud yeah. he was speaking. But anyway, that was, so that was September 2019. Fast forward, I don't really think too much about TikTok. I don't know who Charlie D'Amelio is. I don't know a lot of things yeah. um, until quarantine, and then what happened was... So one of our very good friends who we adore, who mm-hmm. we she calls us our, our her moms. Um, we are not parents, yeah, literally, but, but we do look out for her and we are we love her very much. Informally adopted yeah. parents, but close friends. Anyway, she's twenty three and twenty two at the time, and she so more in Gen Z. She said. Oh my gosh, you guys should get it. It's really fun. I've I have an account. You can follow me and just have fun with it. And I was kind of like, you know what? I'm hearing more about this app. I'll download it. Like, what the heck? Yeah. And I made it a joint account because in my mind, you know, I have Instagram. We have so other social media. Like, do we need each to have another one? Or would it be fun to make like a Baldridge's account? And, and we just... were like testing the waters too. It was like, mm-hmm. let's see if we even like it before. Because I'm I'm pretty uh, standoffish on a lot of social media change. So I think that I don't know if I would have taken the initiative to make an account on my own. I'm one of those people that um, I like buy our domain names for our um, <laughs> names. Yeah. Like I once waited almost a whole year to be able to buy gracebaldridge.com because it wasn't available. But then I like snatched it up. And I fully do not use that no, website. No. And I have like elizabethbaldridge.com as well. And I just park it. I don't have anything hosted on that site. But I don't like the idea of our names and our domains being taken um, and so I was like, well, let me reserve the Baldridges on TikTok. I don't think someone else would have that name, but let me just get the username and then who knows. And then I started making just little like quarantine daily videos. Like I would make a video of making breakfast. I would make a video of going out to our lemon tree and picking some lemons. And it was honestly really fun. Like it was kind of a learning curve to make videos. It's actually not that easy to make TikTok videos, especially depending on what you're trying to do with it. And I have had many frustrating moments where I accidentally deleted the whole video that I had been editing Mm. or just I couldn't get it to work right. Um, But it was also a fun challenge and kind of like a little silly little hobby. 
Yeah. And I think also when quarantine hit, everything that I'd been working on for that year, all my dreams of projects for 2020, just slowly but surely flew out the window. Like I think for a while I was like, oh yeah, it'll it'll pick back up in the summertime or something like that. But everything just really changed for me. And Lizzie downloading TikTok and being like, you should just kind of explore the app and see for me in this year was life changing. I, I don't think it was anything short of life changing because I don't think that I would have how else would I have thought of the queer Christian cover band and mm -hmm. creating those covers and, you know, writing music that is authentic to my faith and my doubt? I don't know if I ever would have thought of that because I didn't know that there were other people that had this shared experience. Yeah. Really quickly, I became so inspired by the TikTok community and the way that the algorithm um, helps you find people on your For You page. It was so unique and different for me. I've just loved it. And like, I got on Discord for the first time, thanks to Woodmother, shout out Woodmother. Um, and I just discovered a whole new side of the internet. And I was pretty cynical about the internet for a while. You know, I'd seen yeah. people blow up on Instagram, and I'd seen people um, blow up on on YouTube. And it, it always it never felt like the sort of thing that I, I would ever want to do or would ever feel true to myself. But for some reason, these like minute long videos, I was like, no, I, I want to really create in this medium. And I want to get to know people that are doing that too. And the comment section is so funny. Like I, like I sometimes just like immediately scroll to some people's comment section just because the people writing these comments, even if they're not making their own videos, are just so damn funny. And I just very quickly was like, thank you for downloading this app. And I just felt more inspired creatively than I have in a really long time. So long story short, we went from being TikTok skeptics to believers over the course of this year. And it's and all kind of thanks to Jake Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's just cool to realize you can teach an old dog new tricks. I think because this app is so new to us, it does not feel the stakes kind of... Sometimes on Instagram, if I'm being honest, you can really stress out about like, oh, should I post this? Um, like, you know, a lot of people that I've known my whole life are following me on here, like next door neighbor from growing up. Not literally. I don't... That person is not following me on Instagram as far as I know. But mm -hmm. stuff like that where it's just like you kind of weigh like, okay, who's going to see this? What will they think? On TikTok, that's all gone. It's just kind of fun. It's most people that I know in real life don't even have a TikTok. So it's kind of just a way to express yourself that feels like one part social media and one part kind of just artistic yeah. and um, exploratory, which is really cool. And to be honest, we love TikTok. It's really, really fun. We recently passed the 100,000 follower mark, which was honestly really cool, not just because it's a number, but because the community that we've genuinely found on the app and yeah. connecting with people and becoming, fr you know, internet friends with people has been so cool. It kind of restored my faith in social media. Social media, yeah. Yeah, I, I really have enjoyed myself on the internet through TikTok for the first time in maybe years. Like, I don't even think since, like, MySpace, where you could really, like, create and customize your own page, have I had this much fun on an app. Because, like, before you'd post something on Instagram and I'm like, do I look, like, cool enough? Is my caption witty enough? And on TikTok, it's like I can just create a video that 
shows my personality and if people like it then maybe the algorithm will find it'll find their way to them but i'm not like pressured um in the same way so Mm -hmm. we wanted to dedicate an episode to the reason why we're all here today so this episode is about jake paul and we're all gonna say our favorite things about (laughs) jake paul no um we're gonna do an episode about what TikTok has taught us, but more importantly, what TikTok has taught you. A little bit of a, of a thank you for following us on this journey through the podcast, through TikTok. It's just been incredible and we're so appreciative. So um, without further ado, let's get into some of the responses. So Lady, do you want to walk people through what we did? Yeah. So in preparation for this episode, we made a video a couple of weeks ago asking anyone who saw the video to write in on the comments, what TikTok has taught them this year. And it could be good, bad, funny, educational, random. It could be history, activism, cooking tips, anything, because TikTok is such a huge landscape of different creators. So the sky's the limit. And we got such great responses. Mm -hmm. We're going to share some of those. And then we're also going to say what TikTok has taught us this year. Yes. So one thing that I thought was so fascinating is that there were two overarching responses that were very common. A Mm -hmm. lot of the responses were, of course, individual and sort of one-off. But then the most common response, I think, for what TikTok taught you this year was tied, roughly tied, I haven't actually tallied it, between um, people saying, TikTok taught me that I'm queer in some way. Some people said TikTok taught me I'm bi or TikTok taught me that I'm asexual or something like that. Mm -hmm. But basically, TikTok uh, taught me that I'm queer, that I'm somewhere in the LGBTQ plus spectrum. And then tied with that roughly is people saying TikTok taught me that I have ADHD. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I think by my last count, I think about like 20 people said that um, TikTok taught them they have ADHD. Mm -hmm. You want to read some of the more individual comments? Yeah. Okay. So we got 172 responses of people talking about all kinds of things. Oh, another one along with people saying that TikTok taught them they're queer. A few people um, talked about TikTok teaching them more about their gender, learning they're non-binary or learning they're trans or something like that. Someone said, uh, TikTok taught me that there are Christians out there that are loving and inclusive. Yeah, I think that the progressive Christian community on TikTok was one of the first things that stuck out to me. I remember one night going down a rabbit hole of progressive clergy. Do you remember? We were like getting ready for bed and I was like, babe, there's another one. Yeah. Babe, there's another one. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't believe how many clergy were just out there preaching on TikTok and being just radically inclusive and framing uh, responses in a minute or less Mm -hmm. to like large biblical questions. Reverend Brandon comes to mind. I'll definitely um, put a link to his TikTok in the show notes because he's someone that he just never tires. He's he's always, always, always um, posting thoughtful responses to sometimes he gets the same question over and over and over again. And he just keeps doing the Lord's work. So we're thankful for you on TikTok, Reverend Brandon. Somebody said how to fold a fitted sheet. I need to find that video. We need to get on fitted sheet TikTok. We need to get on folding TikTok. I yeah, bet there's folding, a whole ooh, fold. Yes. I bet there's a whole thing. That's the that's why oh, that's another thing about TikTok. You keep coming back because you know there are other rabbit holes that you mm-hmm. have yet to discover. Yeah, for people who might be listening who don't have TikTok or haven't spent a lot of time on it, 
This is probably why people have had some security suspicions about TikTok. We're not going to really go there in this episode. Mm -hmm. But the reason why is because unlike any other social media app I've ever seen, TikTok really learns what you're into in a very niche way. Mm -hmm. And so it'll somehow predict that you don't know how to fold a fitted sheet, for instance, and show you that and things like that. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. Wow, there's so many cool responses. Somebody said, I've learned a lot about different cultures and how best to support them. My wife and I want to adopt and plan to honor our kids' culture. Interesting. I've learned so much from disabled creators how to combat recognize ableism. TikTok is a really amazing platform for understanding the experiences of people outside of your own bubble. I've also learned a lot about BIPOC history, anti-racism, and the trans experience, especially non-binary people. That's definitely something that I've experienced as well on TikTok. Yeah, I feel like I've been able to hear about activism and history and things like that from the people that it affects the most. Mm-hmm. There, when Whenever I hear millennials around our age talk about like, oh, no, TikTok is not for me. I, you know, it's just for kids or just sort of like shrug it off. You know, if it's not your thing, I understand. But to say that there isn't robust education happening on the app, I think is just totally misinformed, um, is not accurate. The one thing that I would like to see improved within like the education and the creator and the activist space on TikTok is I really wish there was a better way of keeping track of days and or weeks when it's like, okay, for this week, like, we are focusing on black creators. So like, let's really champion black creators. Or I know that there was like Jewish creators day. And sometimes you just have to rely that like, you'll hear about it through the grapevine, because otherwise you won't know. Because there's no, like, I, I saw a suggestion that there could be, like, a TikTok calendar for, like, okay, this day is going to be, like, Disabled Creators Day. And so make sure that you're amplifying those voices and um, a better way of just keeping track of things like that. Somebody said, I learned that music other people like is actually really good, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny to maybe be kind of stuck in a rut with music and then you start opening up to people sharing their music on the app or what music they like and realizing, hey, other people have pretty good taste. Hell yeah. I learned that I want to go to school for animation. I was scared at first, but I found a community of artists that helped me take the keep of faith, the leap of faith. There you go. That's really cool. Okay, this is also really inspiring. For me, TikTok hasn't been so much about learning things as it has been an encouragement. I really started using TikTok in a very dark time in my life. 2020 has been hard as hell. I've lost friends, relationships, my grandmother, and I've basically had to start over. The creators here have been vital in giving me the strength to sit with and start the process Mm -hmm. of healing. I've learned coping skills and that I'm not alone. That's huge for me. That's really huge. Yeah. I I have had that experience as well on the app, you know, along with the education and the memes and all that stuff the songs i also have found that there's some people we follow that will just come across our for you page that we're like i love this person's energy and Mm -hmm. i know that if i see them on my for you page they could be the difference between me having a good day and a bad day just their words of encouragement yeah and that's significant absolutely My body image and overall perception of myself has improved so much, and I've gained confidence to finally start dressing, decorating my home, and living how I want to and not how I think others want me to. Just the cool thing about TikTok is it, I mean, of course there can be dark sides and of course it can be misused, Mm -hmm. but putting that aside for a minute, it really helps you connect with people that you would have never met otherwise. And other social media like Instagram 
you're not going to really connect with people usually as quickly and as authentically as you would through videos. I mean, people say, you know, a picture says a thousand words and a video says a million words. Yeah, th- that's the thing. I think what what we sort of hit up against with Instagram is that people were able to manipulate photos so much that you, I mean, at least I, f- I feel this way, you don't know what's real or not. But speaking specifically of style, because I know that person referenced that, when you see like a style haul video, someone showing you like what, what they like to wear and what they feel confident in, in a video, you can really see how that fits them yeah. and like how they're rocking it in a way that feels more um, honest than like a photo. Because if I see a photo on Instagram where someone looks amazing, I'm like, that's great. And I can think of many different apps that could have helped you make this photo as flattering as possible. But in a video, there's something you, you can't manipulate it as obviously. At least, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Now I'm I mean, now I'm begging to be like mm-hmm. someone's gonna like CGI a video. No, obviously and I won't you be can, able to tell the difference. But you're correct that it is harder and more time consuming to manipulate something in a way that is convincing. And and I think videos are also just more off the cuff. Right. And the style of TikTok where there's no stories the way there are on Instagram versus a grid post. I think Instagram has kind of devolved into this thing where anything you post on your grid has to be like this thing worthy of being memorialized forever versus your stories might be more casual. Mm-hmm. But TikTok is nice because it's kind of in between. Right. Like, sure, you can put a lot of effort into a video and we certainly do sometimes. Or you can just do something quick that takes 10 seconds to film that's just fun. Mm-hmm. And both are kind of equally worthy and valid of sharing. Yeah. Whereas Instagram can feel like not that way somehow. Mm-hmm. Also, I really like this one. I learned that it's okay to just sit back and laugh and be silly. Not going to lie, I hated on this app for so long and came to realize life is too short for those I should or I shouldn't rules. I love that. Because I think that's what we've sort of come up against with other people that are like, oh, this app is so silly. It's like for children. And I'm like, yeah, but even if it is for kids having Mm -hmm. fun, don't you want to have fun? It doesn't mean that you need to, like, act like you're 16. (laughs) Like, no, you should act your Mm -hmm. age, but you should also have fun at every age. Yeah. And be creative at every age. Like, that doesn't stop just because you, like, hit your 20s. I agree. And the other thing with that is I think there is a perception that it's a lot of, like, teenagers making dancing videos. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you aren't really into that and you don't like those videos and seek them out, they'll almost never come up. We don't really see like teenagers videos, which I am more than fine with. I don't need to be on teenager TikTok. I definitely would prefer to not be on teenager TikTok. Yeah, the the algorithm, the algorithm finds you, baby. I mean, Mm -hmm. my dad is steadily on Lady Gaga TikTok (laughs) because he just loves her. He loves Lady Gaga so much. Yeah. My childhood was more abusive than I realized, and my perfectionism and overachieving is a trauma response to never feeling good enough, but I'm not alone. Wow. That's that's crazy that, I mean, I'm not sure how long that person has had TikTok, but that's Mm -hmm. a heavy realization to Mm -hmm. have had through an app. But then the encouraging part is at the end when the person was like, but I'm not alone, means that they've also found their community Mm -hmm. through the algorithm. This person says, I learned how to season potatoes properly and that I'm non-binary. <laughs> Wide range of education here. I love that. And yeah, we've seen a lot of people actually say that they've realized that they're lo- non-binary through, 
I guess, probably listening to other creators who are non-binary talk about their experience. Yeah. But then on the other hand, this person's talking about um, seasoning potatoes. And I think food is a huge part of TikTok. And I will talk about what we've learned later, but I've learned a lot of cooking tips Mm -hmm. from this app. Should we play the stitch that we got we got a stitch from someone yeah so we got a stitch from someone and if you ever want to stitch our videos and be included on the podcast we truly love it so um if you if we post anything on tiktok and you you want to hear us talk about something on the podcast we love the crossover so this is from raya sunshine and we're going to link their profile also in our show notes and this is what they had to say for tiktok taught me Hi. Um, I don't know if you're still taking responses for this, but um, one thing I love about TikTok, which I guess correlates to what I've learned from TikTok, is that I get to hear a lot of different voices and um, perspectives on the world. Uh, People that I wouldn't normally interact with um, or see or have surrounding me in my life now surround me through the app. Uh, and it's great. I'm a better global citizen because of it and a better person because of it. Also, it's fun. <laughs> and I love all the uh, memes and everything. So, yeah. I love that. I feel like that just really does sum up what is so great about this app and again you'll everyone will have their own experience on it so it's not a one-size-fits-all thing but i really agree with that sentiment no i i think that's a great one to sort of close on thank you raya sunshine for calling in um so to speak and we encourage you to call in and reach out you can also email us at uh, under our roof pod at gmail.com if you ever want to be included on the podcast and you have anything that you'd like to say this is also a good time to let you know that if you enjoy what you're listening to don't forget to rate review and subscribe we're an independent podcast so that really does help us but now we're going to talk a little bit about what tiktok has taught us this year back to me (laughs) okay so i agree with a lot of um a lot of what we were reading like i can find common ground i um I'm not non-binary and I don't think I have ADHD, Mm -hmm. but other than those, a lot of the sentiments are kind of universal, like just learning more about history that you missed, more learning more about different cultures and learning about food. I wanted to talk about a few things in particular Mm -hmm. that I learned from TikTok. I learned how to make apple cider from scratch and it was so good. The apple cider that I made. The crock pot apple cider. Yeah. Made it in the slow cooker. And that was from a TikTok video. I also learned how to make Mayak eggs, which is oh my gosh. like a style of basically soy marinated eggs, um, soft boiled, that are so good. That was from a video. And I also and learned- you, you put them in like ramen. Yeah. They're yeah. really good if you put them in ramen or like a rice bowl. Oh my gosh. Um, and then I also learned how to make really good roasted potatoes, which the main secret is just boiling them before you roast them in the oven, which yes, takes more time, but it's so good. I think that- Early on, food TikTok was really gunning for who had the best roasted potato recipe. Mm -hmm. We saw a lot on our page. And I think that we sort of have settled on an amalgamation of all of those recipes and something that works for us. But you're right. The common secret is boiling them. And then also, of course, like Tabitha Brown was, I think, one of the first creators that we found on the app. Oh, love her. And we, she just totally 
roped us in. Mm-hmm. She was one of those early creators that I found where I was like, I think it is safe to be here. Yes. You we- know, I didn't know what this app was. I didn't know what I wanted to make or anything. And she was just a source of encouragement and bomb vegan food. I'll definitely link her page because if I mean, you've probably heard of her at this point. She was like, yeah, what, what a word. Oh, the streamies. Yeah, she she's making waves as she should. So yes. Um, anyway, yeah, she's huge. <laughs> yeah. Okay, another thing that I learned, this is something I learned about not one specific thing that I learned, but I one thing that I thought was so cool on TikTok that I was educated on is where certain accents and words and ways of speaking um, mm-hmm. have come from. And one particular account that I'll also link, Rinstar. Yes, I was going to say. Yeah, she kind of has led the charge for me on learning about stuff like that. I'm sure other accounts are doing that too. Mm-hmm. But little things like people will say, you know, hey, isn't this pronunciation of a certain word incorrect? And she'll say, well, you know what, dating back to old English, there's always been two pronunciations. Mm -hmm. And she'll walk you through the history of the way that words are pronounced, which I just think is so interesting. Yeah, I remember the night we discovered Rinstar's account. And I remember just, I like devoured all of her videos that she would posted at that time in like a few days. I, I, because it's a great example of the lessons that I never had in school that in a minute or less, and eventually, you know, now I think now she has like two-parter videos. Like, but yeah. for a while, it was just like, all right, we've got like 15 seconds to a minute to teach you about linguistics um, in a way that you have never had access to before. And that was... She was one of those accounts that I came across that I was like, oh, TikTok can be anything. Yeah, her and Tabitha and several other creators, of course, Mm -hmm. really showed me, oh, you should just make videos about whatever you want to make videos about. And if you are doing that really authentically and having fun with it, people, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. People Mm -hmm. will tune in, um, you know, your people who are interested in the same thing as you. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's something I learned about. There's a few other things, but what, what are some things you've learned? I think through TikTok, I've become more comfortable with myself in two specific areas. One has been through promoting my music and my work. I've never felt very comfortable doing that on any other platform, but I think that the video medium allows me to be more myself and I kind of get out of my head. You know, if I'm writing an Instagram caption, I'm like overanalyzing. Is this too uh, blunt or is this too self indulgent or whatever and i've been able to just like i'm gonna play my song and sing along to my song or play play through something and share it and if people like it then that's cool and i I, it just allowed me to get out of my head when it comes to promoting my work which is what i love to do and promoting specifically my music which i also love to do and then the other thing is that i used to really hate talking about my gender And then I think watching a lot of um, gender fluid or non-binary creators just openly expressing how they experience their gender broke down a lot of barriers for me. So now I'm really comfortable telling people that I don't have every answer. You know, before I'd be like, it's better if I just don't talk about it because it's confusing for, you know, it's going to be confusing for other people and I don't want to make it awkward or anything. And so I think following the example of creators who exist in sort of the same uh, gender space or ge- or non-gendered space that I do has been very encouraging and affirming that like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like it's, I mean, it can be a big deal if you want it to, but 
watching other people like poke fun at their gender or lack thereof has been just like, oh, like such a relief. Like I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I definitely want to make more videos about that in that same vein of like the the weird little gender that occupies my flesh vessel for <laughs> sure. I definitely want to talk about that more. Yeah, we should make we should make more videos on that. Uh, a couple other topics that I think are really cool, and then I have another like overarching thing, mm-hmm. is dog training videos I think are so helpful, yeah. and I want to seek out more of them because we have a really badly behaved dog. <laughs> we too. have one well-behaved dog, one poorly behaved dog. And it's just, I mean... Comment down below which one you think is which. <laughs> yeah, so... Dog training videos are just so helpful because you can see what they're doing. Right. They'll use a dog in the video. So that is really cool. And I just think it's another example of how this app can show you anything, you know, that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And then also um, just more about history and historical figures. I love when an account will say, you know, today I'm going to share a trans figure from history that you might not know about. And I Mm. always learn something new. Yeah. I also want to shout out a creator that you love, Nabella. Oh my gosh. I love. (laughs) Okay. I've never known you to devour content quite like you (laughs) devour. Like if I come into the room while Lizzie is watching her pockets of peace, I'll be like, hey, babe. And you'll be like, I'm watching my pockets of peace. (laughs) Okay, Okay. Let's back up and say, um, okay, so I forget when, but around, I want to say like around Thanksgiving, I somehow through the Discover page or something or for you on TikTok came across this account um, at Nabella. I'll definitely link her. And I was just mesmerized. Like, it's kind of my type of content, like homemaking stuff, you know, making meals, sharing her house, um, sharing her marriage. And just like the most beautiful, both like emotionally kind of like warm and also aesthetically beautiful content I have ever seen. And I was just like in love with this account. <laughs> and I would just watch it for like an hour just watching yeah. her videos. And she has a trend called Pockets of Peace where she kind of just shares little like peaceful snippets from her day. I'm literally obsessed. And then a few weeks later, I get a little notification that she followed us. It's a big and deal. we're now like mutual friends on Lizzie TikTok. Screamed. Yeah, I sc- I like basically started crying. <laughs> I was like, I love Nabella. <laughs> and she has like a few videos that you can only see if you're like mutuals with her, which has been so fun <laughs> to watch. And I've tried not to like be crazy and like message her because we don't actually know each other. But yeah, I'm obsessed with her. I will link her. She just seems like a really sweet person. And she has like 5 million followers, so a little bit... A little, little bigger. Yeah, a little, little bigger, bigger creator. Us. So, I, yeah, she probably isn't even fully aware who we are, but she did follow us, and I love her. Yeah, she's she is very cool. Yeah. Um, my, my pockets of peace, although I also love Nabella, is Mommy Farmer. Oh, yeah. I'll watch every Mommy Farmer video. <laughs> I would die for that farm. <laughs> Explain what it is. Uh, I don't even like know too much of the details because I don't want anything to be spoiled for me. Um, But basically, it's just a family farm. And um, they document their lives. And the the mom of Mommy Farmer is not really in many of the videos. Mm -hmm. It's just her waking up the animals. She has like the most comforting voice. And she every morning she does their she films their morning and their evening chores. And she'll be like, good morning, girls. <laughs> and like, and like the chickens will be coming out of the coop. And then their little dog, the Corgi Boone, is learning how to herd. And I am just obsessed with Mommy Farmer. That's my pockets of peace. Yeah, we both- I, I will watch 
every single one of those videos. I'll stop what I'm doing when she posts mm-hmm. a new one. One time I was there like 14 seconds after she posted the morning routine, which again, she must be up at like 5 a.m. Yeah. or something doing these routines. Um, and I was like so honored to be, I, I, I almost was one of those people that was like, first, I'm first. <laughs> but I wasn't actually first. Otherwise, I would have commented that. You would have. <laughs> I, I would have been like, first mommy farmer fan, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really fun to have a variety of content that pops up. And for us, some of our most beloved videos to watch are just really calming videos of people sharing their life. And it's stuff you would have never known existed. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just cool. Like it, again, I said this earlier, but it kind of has restored my faith in like the internet that it is a wonderful way to share your life and connect with people across the world. Yeah. And that strangers on the internet can be, and this is true, nice. They can be very kind. They can be kind and they can be supportive and encouraging. And you can even feel a connection with them. Yeah. And I think that that is something, you know, this this episode is not sponsored by TikTok. Like oh my I gosh, know that no. it sounds I know it like sounds like what like are they paying you to say like absolutely I wish TikTok I, we will TikTok, do content please. for you. <laughs> um, but no, there it's just that this was such a pleasant surprise in what has been a year starved of connection that we were able to find some of that and sources of encouragement and peace. Um, unlike that car, there's like a motorcycle driving down our street. Awesome. Oh, dear. In our, no, down, we're driving down by the studio. We're in the studio. Oh, right. For our podcast studio. Our very serious it's definitely not our living room. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think that that's just what it, what it is. At the end of this year, when we're looking back on what has been an overwhelmingly difficult and hard year, surprisingly came from the often hellhole that is the internet. And Mm -hmm. for that, we are grateful. And if you're listening and you found us through the app, we're grateful for that. Yeah, thank you so much. We launched this podcast partly through TikTok. We made a video that ended up getting picked up and shared around um, to to talk about starting this podcast. And I think that's a big reason why we have had such an amazing listenership um, is because people found us just through the app, which is Mm -hmm. so cool that they would see the video and then be willing to invest the time to listen and um yeah and see if we have something in common and and hear from them i love when people email us or of course we love reading reviews we read all of them hint hint if you haven't written a review (laughs) um but yeah i'm really i am really grateful and to be honest i probably a year ago would have said like oh that's kind of weird or like sad that something exciting from your year would be connecting (laughs) with strangers on the internet like who are you but the fact is I can't see the real people in my life this year. Mm-hmm. And this and you know, we take connection when we can where we can find it. And mm-hmm. I am grateful for TikTok. Yeah. Me too. And I'm not embarrassed. I'm to not say ashamed. It. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> so those are our thoughts on what TikTok taught us this year. If you wrote in a comment, um, we couldn't read them all, but we really, really appreciate it. We read every single comment on that video Mm -hmm. and we're so inspired by what people have learned. And we wish you a very happy new year. And if you enjoy this episode, perhaps we can do another segment like it and hear more things that you've learned of. If you found yourself on a very niche and specific TikTok hole, I would love to hear about that. Yeah, send us the videos. I found myself on Frog Talk one time and I loved it. Yeah. So we want it we want to hear from you and Man, I guess we'll I guess we'll see y'all in 2021 we'll see you in the future. Ah, I'm crying. See you next year. See you next year. I have so many feelings. I I'm know. The best. All right. Well, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for hanging out with us. 
Thank you. Bye. Bye. As we both get older, my love grow bolder for my sweet old fashioned babe. For my sweet old fashioned babe.